Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Heather Lottinen, and I'm back this week sharing another installment of our offline photographer challenge. In case you missed it, I introduced this concept in episode 219, but essentially, It's a series of challenges we are hosting inside of our Elevate program to help photographers connect, engage, and thrive within their local community. These tasks are carefully crafted to supercharge your in-person marketing strategies because we know just how crucial in-person engagement is for your business growth. In today's conversation, I'm chatting once again with Laura Womwell as she shares a unique opportunity that she was recently presented with, which begs the question, how do you know when you should pivot in your business? How can you discern a good opportunity versus a distraction from what you should be doing? What are you avoiding? Where are you hesitating? These are some of the questions we tackle in our conversation. I hope you love it as much as I did. I'm Nicole Bagley, a zoological animal trainer turned pet and family photographer. Back in 2010, I embarked on my own adventure in photography, transforming a bootstrapping startup into a thriving six-figure business by 2012. Since then, my mission has been to empower photographers like you, sharing the knowledge and strategies that have helped me help thousands of photographers build their own profitable businesses. I believe that achieving two to $3,000 sales is your fastest route to six-figure businesses, that any technically proficient photographer can consistently hit four-figure sales, and no matter if you want photography to be your full-time passion or a part-time pursuit, profitability is possible. If you're a portrait photographer aspiring to craft a business that aligns perfectly with the life you envision, then you're in exactly the right place. With over 350,000 downloads, welcome to the Freedom Focus Photography Podcast. Welcome back to the Offline Photographer Show (laughs) Podcast, Laura. Thank you for being here. Can you start us off, kick us off by just giving us an update about uh, where you're at, what's going on, et cetera? Absolutely. Um, So I had a bit of a whirlwind holiday season that I was not expecting to have. Right. So um, I had deliberately blocked off like the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's to just rest, recharge, kind of get my head around planning and, and implementing. Because one of the things that I really wanted to move into 2024 with was a schedule that I determine instead of a Mm. schedule that determines me, (laughs) I guess, Um, as well as sort of refining, um, you know, my social media presence. And I know we're talking about offline, but but getting that in order. Um, And then on December 23rd, I got an email. Um, So I teach a photography course at our local college. Love it. It's lots of fun. Kids are great. Um, And I got an email on the 23rd of December saying, hey, we have an entrepreneurship course that doesn't have a professor that starts January 8th. What? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I ended up taking the course on partly because I'm still working through saying no to people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But also because I think it was the universe saying something to me some type of opening opportunity yeah 
Part of um, what's great about this opportunity is it puts me in a position where I'm now entitled to uh, benefits and a pension through the college, which is awesome. For real, just just the, I don't know the way it works where you it's not like that here. <laughs> I, I but I guess even if you're just teaching, you're considered like part time. So it's a post grad program. So it's mm -hmm. a polytechnic college as opposed to like a you know a like night school community college. Setup. Got it. Um, so they're receiving like a diploma for doing the program. And when I was just teaching the photography course, I was teaching six hours. Now that I'm teaching nine hours, anything between nine and 12 is oh, okay. commercial load. So then you become part of the union. Okay. So part of me thinks it was like, okay, this is giving you a little bit more stability after a rocky 2023 economically. Um, and part of me thought a lot of what the course is about is um, a lot of what we talk about in Elevate Mindset, um, having a good outlook as an entrepreneur, getting all your ducks in a row legally, financially, all of that. And a huge part of it is crafting your online presence as an entrepreneur, which was one of the things I knew I needed to work on. Oh, my gosh. How ironic. So I'm on this learning journey with my students um, and so far it's going really well. So it, it's been interesting navigating um, how to feel about all of it because mm. part of me is like, oh, I'm letting myself down as an entrepreneur because now I'm taking this job, you know, with the college. And if it turns into more hours, how am I going to serve my clients because I quit my full-time job and now I'm working more and but I think it's forcing me to get real about what I can and can't do. Mm. I have the time to do and not do um, and, and to be more selective and, and to be more precious with my schedule. So what's the commitment? It's just like per, on a per semester basis, right? Yeah. They just offered me four courses now in the summer. Are um, you serious for real? Yeah. Like in the same class or different types of classes? Um, so three units of the photography class and one unit of the entrepreneurship. Oh, wow. And and what are you going to do it? What are your thoughts? I think I'm probably going to do it. I'm going to do it if they will allow me to teach the two courses that are. So all of it is out of town, but there's a new campus, which is a little bit further out of town. So if I can teach the two classes on the same day there, I think I'll say yes. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. How are you feeling about, I know you just said you have mixed feelings. Give me those mixed feelings. So I'm excited because I love teaching. Uh -huh. um, I'm excited because I think teaching something helps you learn it. Absolutely. Um, and the more that I can work through my own feelings about entrepreneurship and share what I've learned, um, the more I can have a sense of where I'm at. Um, there's a part of me, as, as I mentioned, that is a little bit hesitant um, to pivot away from mm. like really marketing my photography and there's a part of me that thinks the teaching is the safe option. Mm. Um, and that by saying yes to the teaching, which is pretty easy for me to say yes to, I'm maybe admitting that I'm not 
great at marketing myself as a photographer. I don't know. Are you? Are you doing that? I don't know. I definitely in my lizard brain, there's a part of me that is saying you are just pivoting back to a full-time job Yeah, uh, because you don't think you can hack it. Yeah. Well, okay. That's your lizard brain offering up its stupid lizard thoughts. And then <laughs> what, what's the real Laura think? The real Laura thinks that uh, real Laura wants to think that she can do it. Is getting to the place where she thinks she can, but I need the, the bandwidth to figure out how, mm. um, because I had like, coming into that week off or those two weeks off, I had a huge list of like, oh, I'm going to put together reels and I'm going to really like define my calendar and I'm going to have all of this backlog of content. So I'm going to be coming into January, like fresh and ready to go. And none of that happened because I had to build a whole course. Yeah. Right. Like right now. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. So now I, you know, it's halfway through January and I feel so behind. Mm. Um, and I know I can't beat myself up about that, but I also- no because you made that you it, you made a choice. Like if I choose to do the course, work on the course curriculum over you know the list, that that can be okay. You're just choosing to shuffle the schedule. I'm going to do this now because of the immediate need. It's a priority. Obviously, it starts on January the eighth, so you had to do it. How did it go, by the way? Your first class. Good, really good. good, better than I expected, actually. Oh, fun, fun. I was so nervous because I was like, I don't know if I know what this course is about. I don't know if I'm teaching the right stuff. And it's been going well so far. Okay, that, well, that's super fun. Maybe we, you and I can talk about it offline because I'm just really curious. I, I think that's super fun. Okay, but how would you know, how could you discern whether this is a distraction to avoid something in your business or an opportunity that makes sense? I think fundamentally that's just a choice that I have to make because it's both. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well said. You you are absolutely right. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't, you don't have to classify it as a distraction or an opportunity. You can classify, you get to decide what this means. Your lizard brain is going to offer up to you. Oh yeah. You're just avoiding this. You're just, you know, pivoting away because you're a failure, whatever it offers you, you know, but you don't, you get to decide what this means. This could mean something like, oh my gosh, I'm so awesome that they recognize my awesomeness and I'm going to help the, the youth of the future <laughs> to build something better. Like this means I'm amazing. And to your point about the teacher always learns more. Like I love teaching for that reason. It forces me to become better in all of these different areas. So what if this is like perfect and good and like, I mean, you get to decide that, correct? Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I think if I can keep my mindset positive about it and you know, uh, treat it like I am going on this journey. I'm teaching the kids how to build their brand. I'm doing it along with them. Then it forces me to do all those things that I was planning to do anyway, in a structured way. And it, it helps me relate with what they're going through as they learn. 
Um, the other sort of hidden benefit, I guess, um, is that in having to be more picky with my schedule, it means that I have to um, be working with clients who are going to pay me more so that the time mm. that I'm spending makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, it means I have to be more selective about the charities that I'm working with because uh, I actually, I, I know you had a call with Lucy the other day um, and I had been having her take a look at my website um, and she was like, you do a ton of charity work. And that's all I see on your feed. And I was like, hmm, maybe I need to address that. Yes. Um, so this month's offline challenge um, really ties into what I've been trying to do as far as like curating the rescues that I'm going to work with, the charities that I'm going to work with. Um, and then the rest of them, like, sure, I'll support your silent auction. I will donate mm -hmm. a prop, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um but paring that list down to 10 mm. and then evaluating, like, has this been a good partnership for me in the past? Um, maybe having them fill out an application for my time, you know, uh, making it more streamlined for me so that I know when I'm putting my energy into working with a nonprofit, there's actually going to be some reciprocity there. Um, that's something that's a boundary that I've never set. And this new scheduling challenge is, I think, forcing me to set that boundary. Okay. So in a way, this constraint has forced focus mm -hmm. and so, and giving you like, um, like you can be more selective about what you take on because you have clarity. I, you know, I often say that sometimes we're better off when we're really busy because it forces us to make better decisions about how we use our time. Absolutely. I think that was so true when I was working full-time and running the photography business. I felt a lot more directed. I felt like mm. I knew exactly what I needed to get done at all times. And then since leaving the day job, I felt a little adrift. Um, and I, You had too much time. Do you think it was because you had too much time? I think... It might have been that be because I had too much time, like I, I did a lot of work, mm -hmm. but I think I took on a lot to fill my time mm. and it wasn't necessarily the right things that I was taking on because I was just like, well, I can't have downtime. Right. Right. That's that, not that isn't a thing yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, we were talking in our um, call towards the end of December in Elevate where I was talking about like the superpower of focus going into 2024 was intention, you know, how in getting clarity on what you wanted to work on. And one of, and I can picture one of the slides I said, like the way you can tell is if you ask yourself, is this moving the needle forward? If you have goals, and so I'm going to ask you this, like with teaching, do you feel that teaching is moving the needle forward, both for you professionally and personally? Like, is it giving you that uh, like progress for your own business? Because if it's not, here, here was my, my slide was like, if it's moving the needle forward, then you're probably working on something you need to work on. But if it's not, it's a distraction. And that's mm -hmm. how you can tell. So do you feel like doing this is moving the needle forward? 
Hmm. That's a great question because I think it could, um, or if I keep compartmentalizing them where like teaching is its own thing and my business is its own thing, it might not. Right. And this is where, that's a good you know, point. That, I, that, that whole idea of like, I don't even have it on my LinkedIn that I'm a professor. <laughs> uh, I should probably add that. Um, yeah, today. 100%. I don't, I don't network about photography with my colleagues at school. Oh, these are two separate lores? Are these two t totally different people? They're a little bit two different people. And I think if I were able to better synthesize them, then everything would be working. Better. Oh my gosh. I agree completely. So how could you do that? Um, being more confident about telling people about my business, like my school colleagues yes. being Yay, and here's what I do and here's my work and I show my students but they're not my clients yeah, right um and as well you know letting my clients know like hey I teach photography so I'm not just some schmo <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yes I would absolutely I would put that on LinkedIn today it gives you credibility yeah yeah yeah, yeah no I teach this stuff you guys so like look out okay what what would you say is the the fear or the thought behind keeping this separate? I think it circles back to something we talked about in our first call, um, which is that I always think that self-promotion and talking about what you're doing feels braggy. And I know that it isn't, and I know that it's necessary. And I'm actively teaching students <laughs> to share what they're doing. Think about and it. And that people want to get to know you as a human being and they want to see what you're doing because we are intrinsically interested in other people. Yes. And, you know, putting yourself out there makes you more interesting both as a human and as a business person. And I just don't, I don't do it myself. Um, and that makes me feel like imposter syndrome, all yeah. of that. Yeah. But I think, it, it is making me feel like an imposter in a way that's maybe lighting a fire to be like, if you were telling people to do this, you need to be doing it yourself. Oh, okay. So in order to be an in integrity. Exactly. Exactly. I wonder if you could bring your photography business into your teaching almost as a case study. Mm -hmm. And you talk about what you struggle with and, and because you're not alone. I mean, a lot of people think that you know, constantly, constantly, quote, promoting their business is a problem or talking about their business in certain circles or situations isn't appropriate. And I, I wonder if just like you sharing your journey with your students as like, hey, just so you know, this is what I'm working on. This is where I'm at on my journey because of whatever, you know, and so I want to share that with you. People love the journey because of what you just said. I think they're intrinsically curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would that look like? I think that would be helpful for my students. I think it would be helpful for me. I think it would generate content that I could share with potential clients as well. It makes a good blog post. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's, it's just the doing it. Um, and, and I know I can do it. I don't, I don't know what that, hesitation is um 
because I, I see how, how good it would be to just make it fully a journey where I am doing exactly what I'm telling my students to do. And we're all seeing like, Hey, how does this impact your business? Yeah. So what do you think would happen if you walked into your next class and you said, Hey, as part of our curriculum, we're doing this case study on how to build a hundred thousand dollar business. And we're using my business as an example. <laughs> what yeah. do you, what do you think? Okay. Obviously that sounds fun and exciting and I can see you're lit up by it, but the, um, what does the lizard brain say about that? Um, two things. Um, one that that's impossible, even though I know it probably isn't. Um, and two, that that would be selfish. Oh, interesting. Okay. There it is. This goes back to what you did say that first episode, which is that I'm making it about me. And if it's about me, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why is that selfish? Oh no. Yeah, like how is that selfish? <laughs> and and logically when I frame it as a teachable moment, it's not. Um when I think of it as that might be helpful for them to see like, oh, this is exactly. an entrepreneur struggling through the same stuff we are, that would be helpful to them, but my lizard brain is like, no, you're just taking up their time talking about yourself. You shouldn't talk about yourself. Mm, because talking about, about yourself is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think it's the opposite. Like if you don't talk about it, you're being selfish. Hmm. And if you do talk about it, you're being vulnerable and open and helping people. Like I have the complete opposite. Okay. Easy for me to say, I'm not the one in the situation. I have been in circumstances where I've been like, oh my gosh, I'm talking too much about me or my business. I want to make it about them. But the fact that that's on the forefront of your brain tells me that you would never take that too far, that you would never, you know, have you ever been in a training or watched someone speak where they literally do talk about themselves too much? And you're like, oh my gosh, please stop. Well, they are not the person that's saying, I sure hope I don't talk about myself too much. So the fact that you're saying that is almost like um, a self-regulator. Mm -hmm. Could you trust that you wouldn't talk about yourself too much or, or in, a, in a way that's inappropriate. Like, what does that even mean? Because you, of course you want to make it about them. Of course, listen, that's the, that's the age old thing with instructors and mentors and coaches and teachers. It's like, how do I make this about you? But, and also share my experience because that's useful as well. And I think you've, <clears throat> I think you've hit on something important um which is you said it's about being vulnerable and open and I wonder if maybe I'm not pretending but maybe the part of me that's thinking it's selfish it's bad is actually just protecting myself from being vulnerable I believe this to be a hundred percent true because if you don't say anything about your business, then um, you could keep this sort of mysterious air about it. And maybe they'll just believe that I'm successful because I'm teaching. So I'm, mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, like, I don't want to rock that boat. So I'm just going to keep everything quiet. So it, you are absolutely protecting yourself and protecting yourself to the detriment of someone else learning is the very definition of selfish. Mm -hmm. So the thing you are trying to avoid 
is exactly what you were being, which is quite interesting. Not on purpose. You know, I know you get that, you know, I'm not sitting here calling you selfish. So, you know, like it's a selfish behavior to protect yourself. Obviously is like, I don't want anybody to see that. I remember when I very first decided to start sharing my revenue numbers. Whoa, that's a scary place to put yourself in. I do it now pretty like easily, but it was not always that way. I mean, this has only been in the last year or two I've been doing that because part of me is like, if I don't say anything, they'll just assume I'm doing well. And I want you to think highly of me, you know, there's the ego in play. But then if I share my numbers with you and my legitimate struggles and my challenges, doesn't that doesn't that bring us closer, give us more of a connection? And would you want that with your students? Absolutely. Yes. And I think it carries over into my relationship with my clients too. A lot of why I'm not putting myself out there, whether it's online or in person, is that whole idea of my lizard brain saying, don't be braggy, don't be selfish, but mm-hmm. also like me being protective and being like, well, what if they don't like me? If I just don't put it out there, then they can't reject there me. There it is. Yeah. Then there's no opportunity for anything bad to happen. Yeah. Which serves no one. Serves no one. It does not help your students for you to compartmentalize these two Lauras. The world benefits like tenfold, like more than you can even imagine when Laura comes together (laughs) and is just like the whole version of herself and is not fighting against herself, but is just like, you know, the version of Laura that shows up as a professor, professor. Oh my gosh. I would love to sit in that class. I'd be like, professor Laura, I have a question. You know, that Laura, the business Laura, the entrepreneur, the friend, like all that's all you. And you are permitted to cross pollinate them. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think you should, because then it then doesn't, don't you think if you do that, then it makes this question of, is this a distraction or pivot away? It it makes that question sort of Mm non-relevant because no, it's not a distraction. It's part of my journey. This is actually a an incredible opportunity for me to work on growing my business to six figures with an audience. Is it humbling? <laughs> yes. But what if you're working with them and they see things that you don't and they will, and they'll have ideas because, you know, they're the youth and they have a lot of ideas. And then, and then it gives you something that you, you wouldn't have predicted or couldn't have come up with on your own that helps you, you know, 10 X your business. Yeah. So how could we choose, like, there's all these feelings, you know, but how could you choose to frame this and feel about this opportunity that serves you? Mm-hmm. If I frame it as the universe sending me a very clear signal um, that exactly what I'm telling my students to do is what I need to be doing myself, which is very simple to understand too. Um, I think, I think that helps everybody. (laughs) It's almost like having built in accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't hide because they're going to ask you. They're, they're going to say like, what's going on with your business or where are we at? 
and you're going to have to share, oh, um, I've made zero offers in the last two weeks, <laughs> you know, and here's why. But I mean, I think this is, I mean, as soon as you said it, you were going to teach uh, that lights. I love to teach. Obviously I teach at our local college. Um, I actually was asked to speak at an entrepreneurial class in my daughter's high school when she was in high school a couple of years ago, but I was not permitted to do so by said daughter. She, I talked to her teacher. I met him at open house. He's like, yeah, we'd love to have you come talk. And I'm like, man, I'm here for it. And she, she like went blue. She was like mortified. She's like, mom, you are not stepping foot in the school. And I, I, I said, I don't understand. Like why? Like, this is so exciting and fun. She's like, I would never hear the end of it. You are, and I quote too much. I don't know what that means. I said, well, maybe you're too little. I don't know. I don't know. But now that she's graduated, I thought about going back to him, but now my son's in high school and he's like, mom, you are absolutely not permitted. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to wait for them. But I think it's really fun to talk to people that are interested in entrepreneurship from someone who is actually in the struggle. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just, none of this is theoretical. Oh, I can tell you about how to form your legal entities and what taxes look like and all of those things. Absolutely. But then there's this like real component that you can bring to the table of like, oh, but by the way, it's like um, so much mind drama (laughs) over everything you're doing. And here's what, oh my gosh, I wish I lived closer. I would like, I would ask you if I could come be a guest speaker or something. It just... Sounds so fun to me. I'll let you know if we ever have a Zoom class. Okay. Okay. I would be on it. I'd be like, what can we talk about? This is so good. Okay. This is interesting also because I think there are multiple layers here. I love teaching at the college because I also meet people. So from an offline photographer standpoint, this is a great opportunity for you to meet people and talk about what you do, both with your students and with the faculty. So what could we do to help you? What could we reframe, I guess, to help you be more bold about speaking to people, you know, that you're meeting at the school? Um, I think it's just a matter of just doing it, <laughs> partly. Um, and, you know, maybe like, figuring out a way to, you know, they're professors, they always need headshots or whatever. And yes. like, hey, you want a headshot with your dog? Let's make it's it a thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're, I'm going to give you two challenges for the offline photographer this month. One is the one that we have posted in Elevate, and that is to reach out to at least 10 nonprofit organizations this month to see if there's partnership opportunities this year, or you can donate to an annual auction or whatever, just like get on people's schedule. And I realize that 10 is a high number, but you know, let's just go for it. But also, in addition to that, your like personal offline photographer challenge is to talk to how many times will you be on campus between now and our next call? Um, I teach twice a week and our calls in about a month. Oh, so okay. So several times you'll be on campus. Time. Okay, perfect. What number could I give you that would make you kind of antsy? Um, five, ten? Five, five, five makes me antsy. Okay. <laughs> Stop, Heather. Five is it? Okay. 
You have to tell at least five staff, faculty, professors, whatever, adults, not students. You have to tell at least five of them who you are and what you do. I'm not saying you have to make an offer. Just like in conversation, like, hey, did you know I'm actually a pet photographer? It's like the craziest thing. You know, I photograph puppies. It's so fun, you know. Like, just talk about it. I, I mean, in, in sort of inoculate yourself to speaking to people about it, the, it you know, so it doesn't feel, it's going to feel uncomfortable because you don't love it. And you, you have these stories about this is bragging or whatever. But, you know, if you do it enough, you will inoculate yourself to it. And then it won't be a bit, I go everywhere I go, I am telling people, who I am and what I do. And they probably think I'm crazy. And I, it doesn't matter. I had a recent unfortunate visit to the ER and I was talking to the ER doctor at 1 a.m. And I was explaining to him what I do and how my brain was the asset. And I wasn't going to let him alter my brain chemistry because this is how I made money. And I was like telling him I'm building a million dollar business. And he was probably like, um, I got to go. But <laughs> And I think people are interested. I I just have this thought that people are intrinsically curious. They're interested in you and what you have to do, not the opposite. Because if you think nobody cares, I'm bragging, of course, you're going to hesitate. But if you think, oh my gosh, the fact that I photograph dogs for a living is like the coolest thing ever. And everybody needs to know about it because they don't get it. They don't know it's a thing. I'm just going to zip around this campus telling everybody, hey, I'm Laura. I photograph puppies. Like, have fun with it. I can do it. Okay. Okay. This has been great. Congratulations on these opportunities, attracting them, them coming to you, being open to them. I, I love this for you. I support this. I think it's really fun. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>